Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome back to India on 99.94. I'm Nikesh Shrigani, your host, BBC commentator alongside Sarah Waris of Wisden, as always. And today we're going to be discussing the fallout from the first test between Bangladesh and India in Chathagram. A nice, easy, straightforward, kind of anyway, victory for India. Uh, so the World Test Championship dream is still alive. Uh, they still need to win uh, all but one of their remaining matches. Uh, another one to go against Bangladesh and then four to go against Australia. They can afford to draw one, lose one, whatever, but then they've got to win every other single one. So five matches remaining, four victories required for India uh, to be able to get the amount of points and, and the percentage uh, of wins to get through to that World Test Championship final for a second consecutive time. And uh, sorry, it was it was pretty straightforward, wasn't it? 188 runs in the end. And it went into day five and Bangladesh showed a bit of grit in that second innings as well. But overall, uh, a fairly, fairly satisfactory win for India again. Yeah, easy win. Uh, it was a win which India needed, you know, after all the disappointments since the Asia Cup, you can say. It was a relatively easier win. Um, and all's good that ends well. Hopefully they go on to then, you know, win the series. The only issue remains Rohit Sharma's injuries. And this is something which obviously we didn't have the podcast then, but this is something which... Um, I had pointed out before, you know, there were talks about who should be India's next all-format skipper. And I had done a whole article on Wisden about how Rohit Sharma shouldn't be the skipper. Obviously, it's unfortunate his injuries. No one wants to get injured. But especially someone who always had a run-in with injuries. You know, he had these hamstring injuries. He missed the Australia series in 2020, 2021, the first part of it. And he's missed a couple of uh, games in the IPL also. And so it was always, you know, debatable whether someone like him, who's not uh, 100% fit as much as we would want him, whether, you know, he's the best person to lead the Indian team. And that remains... uh, the biggest issue for India, like he's missed the second test also. And um, I would still suggest, I know it's India would not want to change their captain before the World Cup and all, but I would still want, you know, probably he's um, stripped down from test captaincy so that he can focus on ODIs. T20s also, I want him to uh, give up captaincy. I don't know how you feel yeah, about that. Yeah, I mean, just so, look, yeah. just coming into the test, obviously, Roy missing as well. That, that was the big headline alongside Jay Devunadkat, who <laughs> didn't get his visa <laughs> on time because of some admin error or whatever it was. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> the guys had to wait so long to make uh, his, his mark on this uh, Indian setup. Finally gets a call-up. Uh, looks like he's probably going to play in the first test. 
uh, if he was there and uh, doesn't get in the country. So those were the two big headlines. And yeah, it, it's again, you know, a lot of the talk with Rohit missing out was exactly like you say, that he's getting on. He has struggled with these injuries. He's not going to be available all the time for all formats. And you're right, maybe he needs to step mm-hmm. back from playing one or, or more of these formats as well as, as just the, the captaincy issue. But look, as a result, Kale Rahul skippered the side. I mean, look, we, we know who should be leading this side. He bats at number four, didn't have a great game with the bat, but was doing quite a lot of captaincy out there, Virat Kohli, wasn't he? Helping Rahul with field placements mm. and all that kind of stuff. And we, we saw the the general sort of angry celebrations and all that kind of stuff, which we love from Kohli and geeing the troops up as well. Some great celebrations between him and the bowlers. And even when he was out there with Pujara in that second innings as well, the you know the fact that he was so happy that Pujara at the other end got that 100 after mm. so long, even though Kohli himself just literally all he did was come out to hold one end up and and see Pujara through to that hundred as well, but so unselfish as well. So, look, he he should be leading the side. It'll probably never happen again. Um, but Rahul, his his captaincy, I I don't really feel it was inspired. I mean, I suppose the the one mm. sort of blot on that performance was Bangladesh's second innings with the bat. And maybe the lack of urgency with KL Rahul in terms of bowling changes, field mm. settings, all that kind of stuff. I mean, there were there were some incidents as well where the ball was being edged through vacant slip areas mm. and Rahul was late to react in terms of changing that field or should he have had that particular field at a bigger cordon in at certain times and and all that kind of stuff. Just just a very defensive kind of lackluster approach, I felt. Yeah. Yeah, uh, tongue-in-cheek, but you know... We are too harsh on KL Rahul because under KL Rahul's captaincy, Virat Kohli has broken his century drought in T20Is. He's got a century under KL Rahul in ODIs. Uh, Pujara has broken his uh, his run of non-century since 2019. Under KL Rahul, you know, Kuldeep Yadav is now back getting wickets under KL Rahul. So, you know, KL Rahul is, you know, kind of like a magic answer to whoever's not performing, you know, make KL Rahul the captain. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, especially day four, I think it was, uh, the commentators were also talking about this point that, you know, the fields were spread out. There was defensive uh, captaincy from his part. And uh, I don't think Siraj, bo- the bowling changes like were very... Quake and Siraj, he was bowling well, but then they, uh, he changed Siraj, bowled a, a few overs, you know, like before getting into his rhythm and all. So that was criticized a lot. And uh, in the end, there was this comment in his press conference where he was like, uh, my gut feeling told me to go with Kuldeep Yadav, who did take uh, up eight wickets in the match. So I went with him. But if I had gone with Akshar Patel, then, you know, the whole media would have been after me that I took this step and it didn't pay off and all that. But actually, you know, again, this is a comment which is unnecessary uh, according to me because the media just goes after... It doesn't go after you. It just picks up points if... Because we are here to comment on what's happening in the game. We don't, like, unnecessarily troll people or just go after people for the sake of it. Those are trollers. Those are not, you know, the media or the journalists. At least the sane ones don't do that. So again, a very unnecessary comment on his part, I would say, because it's like, 
yeah he did well and we are praising him for that but if it hadn't gone well we would have criticized a virat kohli or a rohit sharma or whoever else so uh just that part which you know he he took the dig at the media which i found a little um is he's a man on edge obviously weird. he's a man under pressure because of his own yeah. form let's talk about that then the the openers in this one kl alongside shubman gill who let's not forget shubman gill was the man in possession of this role mm-hmm. until he got injured. He was the man down under in that famous series win in Australia. He was then, you know, given that opportunity beyond that, but then injuries took their toll and Kale Rahul came into the side and, and did well in England in 2021 uh, in particular and, and sort of formed that solid partnership with Rohit at the top. And Shubman Gill's had to wait his opportunity, but <laughs> it's Gill who's who's come out of this test shining with that century, wonderful century as well. First test century for Shubman Gill. He's sort of threatened to get there previously, hasn't he? He's he's almost got a kind of similar Mm. record to Rishabh Bunt, the sort of miniature version of that record where he gets into the 80s and the 90s and just gets himself out. But he he has kind of been there or thereabouts before, but it's, it's great to see him finally get over the line with those three figures. And okay, it's one, one match. It's, it's one, innings I suppose you could say he got 20 in the first innings um but it, it's it's just the the manner in which he played and, and the class that he's got he just oozes so much ability and confidence and gives you something a little bit different at the top of the order he's very wristy sort of maneuvers the ball mm. into gaps is able to score even when the pressure is on as well and I think that's something which Kale Rahul hasn't been able to do of late, and it throws up a really interesting debate now as to if Rohit's back, there's your captain, then do you drop your vice captain? Yeah, yeah. I don't think Rahul is getting dropped, though. Yeah, uh, do you think Gil should play in the middle order? Like, there were there are these talks that you know he could potentially be a better middle order batsman in England in the first test. He did, he opened the innings, he did struggle against the swaying, the conditions and you know those kind of the faster bowlers against the older ball he could be a little more lethal. He's good against spin also. So do you think But who do you um, drop? Who do you drop Gil then? Could be Maybe Shreyas Shreya has been yeah, the um, man in the hot form for, yeah. for 12 months. So I don't think you can. Why yeah. can't you drop Kale Rahul? But uh, at the other hand, no. in this, I am team KL Rahul because he has done decently like oh, against England, whatever it was. He came in with all the injuries, the last minute injury to Mayanka Garwal and all. But he did do well, like that 2-1 uh, lead, which we are considering as a series win here. Uh, you know, that was mainly down to the openers, KL Rahul and Rohit Sharma. And then again... In South Africa, he did score the 100, scored a 15 the next match. So it's not that KL Rahul, and these are all overseas. These are in tougher conditions. It's not like, you know, he's getting those runs in India. So so just, uh, I think he, in this match, he just had that one failure and the one failure in the third test against South Africa. So here I am team KL Rahul. I or, just feel it's a little well, unfair to drop him so soon. Or do you soon. drop, I mean, yeah, so. then you got one less bowler, but do you drop, Maybe Ashwin. Ashwin didn't do anything of of note in this match. One wicket. I mean, these conditions were suited to somebody like Mm. him. You see what Akshar and um, particularly Kuldeep did in the match Mm. as well. I know Ashwin's not 
a wrist spinner and you know it's different with comparing him to Kuldeep but even Akshar did did well with his finger spin in the second innings and Ashwin just didn't look the threat did he look the the sort of the outlet for yeah. Bangladesh to score off but the, the only problem with that is you if you replace him with a batter then you're left with just four bowlers because none of the top order bowls mm-hmm. so that's back to that age-old issue of of none of the top order batters can can roll their arm over they're not like England with a Joe Root or or somebody like that so it, 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 I think that's a difficult one. But yeah, I suppose, look, good points on Kale Rahul. He has done well abroad. It's just at the moment, he just looks like a man lost. Mm. And I don't know if playing more yeah. and more and more cricket all the time is going to help him. Does he need to get away for a bit? Just have a break from the side. Rest him yeah. if you're the selectors, yeah. you know, in inverted yeah. commas. He's played a lot of cricket. He needs a rest. <laughs> so give him a rest. And, um, you know, the... The one thing I will say is that you can have all of these guys in the side if you're playing abroad, maybe, because you might then, mm. I don't know, I'd, you'd bring in somebody else. The, the the balance of the side would look different, wouldn't it? You wouldn't have so many bowlers that can't bat and, you know, maybe you find a batter that can bat. Maybe you get a Hardik Bundy and who knows, right, just for the odd series abroad. So there, there are options, but... I think mm. Shubman Gill would find it re- it'd be so tough on him if he gets dropped after this. Um, so I hope that doesn't mm. happen. Maybe, maybe Rohit could just sit out, right? <laughs> maybe he could just sit out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, age is catching up with him. He's now missing the second test also. Yeah. So, so we are getting we'll, a lot of trolls. We'll, but... <laughs> we'll see it in the second test. Shubman Gill at the back at the top of the order. It's just looking ahead to the Australia series. What happens then mm. um, is is the big question. Though Rohit hasn't done bad either. He's he's been like since the Australia series, you know, he's been wonderful at the top. He played one knock in uh, against England at home. Don't remember which match. Uh, I think he scored 100 in that match on a very tricky wicket. So, you know, that was one of his best innings, which I would say. Uh, I, it wasn't 100. I don't remember, but it in was, Chennai. I think, in Chennai. Yeah, it was yeah. a very tough wicket. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, he's not done... Like he's been decent in test cricket also since the yeah, Australia series. Been brilliant. So yeah, I, tough, I was, tough times. you know, I was yeah. commentating on that series where they toured England and he got the hundred at the Oval, and you know, it was, it was mm. a brilliant series he had there, and obviously against Australia, like you say. Um, so you know, he's this has been his best format really in the last couple of years, test cricket. So um, yeah. if he's fit, he comes back. It's just a question of. Who misses out? Maybe it is going to be Shreyas Iyer. Um, if Shubman Gill keeps scoring the runs at the top of the order, then maybe they move him or Kale into the middle and do it that way. But we'll wait and see. Um, but let's discuss uh, Guldeep Yadav. We mentioned him briefly there. We'll have a short break and then we'll talk about his return to form. Hi, I'm Mark Mjardo, broadcaster and Sri Lankan cricket fan. Every week, Estelle Vazu, Devon and myself will drop several episodes of Sri Lanka on 99.94, keeping you up to date on the latest for the Sri Lankan cricketing world. If you want to know what Hasaranga is up to, where Chabri Athapatu scored her runs, or what Naroshan Dickweller has been discussing behind the stumps, then make sure to watch or listen to Sri Lanka on 99.94. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube and on the 99. 99- Point nine four app. Join the Shrunken Cricket Conversation and get involved. So Kuldeep Yadav then, eight wickets in the match, 
man of the match, deservedly so, looked a threat, really. I mean, there were spells that he bowled where Mm -hmm. literally every ball could have been a wicket or you thought it might be a wicket, just the way he was bowling, the, the rhythm that he had. The big turn that he was getting, of course, he got assistance from the wicket out there and the conditions suited him. Um, But when there are conditions like that, it just shows you what a big turning wrist spinner can do in a side and how much of a difference that makes. Because India have have gone down the finger spin route, really, in the last couple of years. They, They haven't really experimented too much with that. It's been Jadeja and Ashwin, or if Jadeja's not there, it's Akshay Patel. And yeah, they've been successful. But this is another level, isn't it? This this gives you a whole new threat. Yeah. And another thing, uh, you spoke about, you know, KL Rahul maybe possibly uh, sitting out, just you know, getting some time away from the game. And I think that has worked wonders for Kuldeep Yadav. In the, he was playing in the middle. He, he just looked... Uh, out of sorts, like uh, he didn't know what to do and all. And just some time away from the game, away from the national team, I think has helped him. I don't remember um, if you know this. Uh, I don't know if you remember this incident where I think it was Chennai. He played the um, against England. He played that one match uh, last year, bowl 12 overs. Um, obviously, the match where Akshar and Ashwin were doing brilliantly and... His speeds, you know, Kuldeep Yadav's speeds were 80 km per hour, below that also. Akshar was bowling 90 km per hour, Ashwin was 85. And Kuldeep Yadav kept on bowling slow, like even, you know, between 75 to 80 km per hour. And Rishabh Pan behind the stumps was actually saying that taste dal bhai, which is like bowl quicker, please. So, uh, you know, it's just that there were so many issues which he had to work on. I don't think he had a proper mentor in the Indian team because it's very strange that uh, after the 2019 uh, 80-19 Australia series Ravi Shastri was like you know you are our number one overseas uh, spinner to Kuldeep Yadav because he ha- he had picked up five wickets I think in Sydney in that series and uh, Kuldeep hasn't this was his first uh, overseas test match in almost two three years uh, and he's bowled uh, played just one more test match before that which was against England last they, year so when they you say, can say overseas they yeah. don't necessarily mean Bangladesh either you know it's out yeah, of the subcontinent yeah, so it's not yeah. technically yeah it's overseas although there's yeah. no sea but you know what I mean it's Good abroad point. it's yeah. in a different country but not yeah. different conditions so he still hasn't kind of hmm. done that consistently really yeah. has he and just back to that point though that Chennai test I remember that and that was off the back of that wonderful tour down under or was it hmm. so wonderful for Kuldeep Yadav he was the only man I mean literally like they were re- hmm. getting ready to call up the physio and you know the the conditioning coach yeah. uh, into the eleven. But still, Kuldeep Yadav didn't get a game, which is really, I found that so strange. Obviously, mm. it worked out brilliantly for the team and they mm. won. But, you know, Natarajan was playing test cricket, right, in Australia. He was there as a net bowler. You know, you, you, you're playing like Washington Sundar, you know, well before he was ready to play in those kind of conditions as well. But they all stepped up to the plate and did really brilliantly well. But, you know, it just shows you that the kind of mental stress mm. he must have been under at being the yeah. only man in that Indian squad, the only man in the whole setup really who was a cricketer who didn't get a game in Australia on mm. that tour where everybody was injured or whatever it was, Kohli had gone home. And, you know, there's so many problems. And I don't think he was particularly managed well, not just because he didn't get a game, 
but just he was kind of left to it and nobody put their arm around him and sort of explained that this is why we're doing it don't worry you're a big part of our plans for the future and all that so mentally the guy must have been absolutely shot and not just that but previous to that Australia tour as well I mean there were there was a whole period between sort of 17 and 19 those two years it was Yuzi Jahel and Kuldeep Yadav, they were the two spinners. They were the spin twins. There was no more Jadeja Ashwin in white ball cricket. Then all of a sudden mm. they just got dropped and they didn't sort of, you know, they would have just got dropped and left to it, left to their IPL, left to their domestic cricket. And I don't think they were managed well by the selectors, by the coaching yeah. staff, by the captain, albeit it was Coley at the time. You know, somebody needed to put their arms around these guys who were still young at the time. They still, I mean, Guldeep's still in his 20s, 28 years old, right? He's still a young man. He's not like in his 30s coming to the end of his career. Even Jahel's just 31. He took it a little bit better because he was maybe at RCB at the time with Kohli mm. and he was the captain and they had that relationship, whereas Guldeep was kind of just left to it, almost thrown to the wolves. You deal with all this on your own. So massive mental baggage. And it took him a while, I think, to get over that because mm. even after that India series, uh, the England series at home, like you mentioned, he got dropped after Chennai, didn't play for the rest of the series. Then he goes into the IPL, has a stinker of an IPL season. He's just, everything was going wrong for him. So yeah. for him then to show the mental strength and you know credit to all those around him as well, whoever has helped him, whether it be friends or family, um, we, we don't know the full story at the moment, but whoever has sort of been there for him, full credit to them because he, he has shown great mental strength now to turn it around. And he looks like a man bowling with his tail up, ready to take wickets, ready to sort of give it some proper rip, mix up his pace, which was an issue, like you say, before mm. as well, and just looks a massive threat. And yeah, Ashwin's still going to play against Australia, you'd imagine. Um, but he's put himself right in that prime position to be that second spinner now. Yeah, and um, one more thing about um, Kuldeep Yadav, the lack of communication and all, even in the IPL, um, 2019, he was in tears when, you know, Moin Ali hit him for those sixes. I was there watching that match. It was a match where Kohli scored 100 and all. And I was there at Eden Gardens and everyone was supporting Kohli, obviously, because he's Kohli. But then they were sad that KKR eventually went on to lose by 18 runs or something. Uh, they were chasing 218. Uh, that was a match where which you can say possibly started this downfall because Moin Ali hit him for those sixes and he, he's conceded, I think, Kuldeep had the 50-odd runs in his four overs. He was seen crying um, like as he left the field and all that. I don't think he got a lot of support then from his skipper Ian Morgan also because last year he didn't play a single match in the IPL. And uh, Kuldeep Yadav went on to say that, you know, there was no communication from him from... Uh, the IPL team, uh, he doesn't, and his exact words were, I don't know what, uh, um, I can't really find the exact quote. Yeah, but but it was something like, you know, I don't know what Ian Morgan wants of me or something along those lines. So there was no communication on that part also. He wasn't playing for India and then there was no communication in the IPL and, you know, what the IPL team wants of him. There was no opportunity for him to, you know, show the Indian selectors that 
he still has it in him so i think that overall it would have been very tough for him but yeah wonderful comeback you know this this test match uh, he was getting a lot of drift the speeds were optimum and uh, the star of the show and i'm so glad for him and i just hope this is the start of a new chapter for him and also another reason why uh, ms dhoni is so hyped and liked by these players because he and chahal both have gone on record and kept saying that you know how it was dhoni under dhoni how they he would guide them and possibly they didn't get that kind of support from shastri or kohli or you know even in his ipl team so again shout out to dhoni and you know the man manager that absolutely he was. yeah the the legend lives on uh, for ms dhoni um right off the back of this we'll, we'll take another short break and then we'll uh, just have a a brief look ahead to the second test I'm Neil Manthorpe, one half of South Africa on 99.94 with Lungani Zama. We're covering the Rainbow Nation as it undergoes its biggest transition since readmission. We cover every part of the South African game on 99.94 and you can hear us several times a week where you find your podcasts or on YouTube. So 188 runs the, the winning margin in that first test. In fact, just before we look ahead to that second test as well, I mean, what a match it was for for my friend Cheteshwar Pujara. What I mean, what a man! What a cult hero! Ninety in the first innings. Yeah. I mean, I was gutted, absolutely gutted for him hmm. that he didn't manage to get the three figures in the first innings. You just didn't know if he'd get another opportunity in the near future to do that. It was, you know, a, a fairly typical Pujara kind of innings, wasn't it? I mean. You know, 90 off 203 is it's not one of his slowest knocks, but it's just a normal Pujara kind of knock. There's no sort of baseball thoughts going through his mind. And then in the second innings, I mean, what a, what an effort that was. He was going along very Pujara-like till he got to 47. And then he just hit beast mode, which he did actually. He, he went into that mode quite a few times in county cricket for Sussex. But, you know, we've got to be honest, he was playing mm. second division cricket there. And even in the white ball stuff, he did very well for, for Sussex in the um, the one day cup. The 50 over competition was scoring, you know, big runs, hundreds and stuff over a runner ball, comfortably over a runner ball in some cases as well. Um, but, you know, there, there were moments even in that county season where he was like, you know, scooping Shaheen Shah Afridi, who's no mug with the ball, a red ball in those conditions as well, scooping him for six and, and stuff like that, uppercutting him. And, you know, so he's a man batting with a lot of confidence. Doesn't matter where you get those runs. He's a man who's been scoring a lot of runs in the last year, has forced his way back into this India side first and foremost, because he was almost done, wasn't he? Yeah. He and Rohane were done. They were toast. He's come back and he scored 190 mm. runs in the match. I mean, that is just brilliant. And the way he did it in that second innings, he obviously got told, look, we, we want to declare, we want to bowl at Bangladesh for 10, 12, 15 overs tonight. Get your 100 if you can in that time. Otherwise, we're going to have to declare. We're going to have to do a sort of Rahul Dravid in Pakistan in, uh, I think it was, uh, Raul, was it Rawalpindi? 
I can't remember where it was. Was it Royal Bindi where yep. Sachin got his one nine four not out? Sewag no, it was Multan, wasn't it? Of course, Multan where Sewag got his triple ton. <laughs> Tendulkar was on a hundred and ninety four not out, and Dravid declared, and they won the match with so much time to spare as well. So, you know, the, it could have been a similar situation where Pujara was stuck in the nineties. Unable to, but he just thought, no, I'm just going to go for this, man. Beast mode, hitting boundaries at will, coming down the track to the spinners. It was it was wonderful to see. And um, he's, he, I tweeted this as well. He's just one of the the genuine good guys of world cricket. And I, th- I think you, you can't help but be happy for him. doesn't matter who you support. Mm, yeah. And one more thing, uh, uh, Shwen, uh, in one of his YouTube videos, he had said that he had placed a bet that if Pujara ever goes down the track, uh, goes down and hits a wicket, uh, hits a boundary of a spinner, then he's going to shave half his moustache. And he did that against Bangladesh. So, you know, it's all eyes on Ashwin now if he does live up to his promise. But uh, yeah, with Pujara, it's um, there were a lot of talks yeah, about if he should be dropped and all. But I actually never wanted him to draw, be dropped because the role that he has in the team, that's the role that he has. You know, he has a strike rate of 38 since 2019, which is, you know, just in the era of baseball and everything. You're like, wow, strike rate of 38 is terrible. But then that's the role that he has. He has faced four 1039 deliveries in 52 innings since then which is 78 balls per innings you take that it's almost 160 balls per match which is immense and you know that's the role which he has in the team often since 2019 India didn't have the best of openers you know they were struggling with openers there was Prithvi Shaw in Australia Mayank Agarwal when they had their um, like they had their issues so um it's almost like Pujara was a virtual opener and he op- he has opened in a few innings in England also. So, you know, the conditions that he faced uh, at number three, often playing against the new ball and then just seeing of the new ball so that the others, you know, they have a better chance of uh, succeeding. That's the role that he has. So there was a lot of talks about Pujara and Rahane. I was always, yeah, Rahane had a longer stint. He didn't really do much, but I was always in favor of Pujara in the team. And yeah, he's genuinely nice guy. Josh Hazel won't agree because, uh, you know, although he's like, okay, I'm tired of, I'm fed up of uh, Pujara and all. And that's the effect which Pujara has. He, even in on. In Australia to 2020-2021 series, he scored 43-0-17-3-50-77-25-56. You won't really say, wow, uh, you know, if you don't look at the bigger picture, you'll say, okay, he had a very middling series. And um, I don't know what the hype about Pujara is, but he's the one who tired out the bowlers. You, yeah. Hazelwood is the best person to say that. He took blows on his body and everything. And and that's the role which Pujara has in the team. So I think down the years, like 50 years later, people will look at Pujara and be like, okay, yeah, he was okay. What What is his strike rate? You know, that time in test cricket, they'll have strike rates of 150. You never know. So that'll be the average strike rate. You'll be like, wow, a strike rate of 38 in three years. But uh, that's what Pujara is. You know, he's such a team man. He 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 just loves being there in the middle and soaking in the pressure. And yeah, he's your good friend. And 
congratulate him yeah, on my well, he's, look his career strike rate is is <laughs> yeah. 44 um which you know is the, there's so many people in history yeah. in the history of test cricket who have brilliant records and a strike rate of 44 no one even looks at their strike rate because it wasn't a thing back then mm. um so he's he's one from the old school but look it's i think you're right since 2019 there's been obviously you know more social media and they, that just gets more and more every year mm. and people talk about this pujara thing and and it's almost like a, a sort of a myth i think that he just scores 20 off 200 balls all the time and he doesn't you know striking yeah. at 44 it's nearly a, you know it's basically almost 50 right that's when he's in top form that's kind of what he does and before 2019 that would be his sort of, you know, striking closer to 50 uh, overall in his career. Um, so, you know, you get 50 off 100 balls. This is test cricket, right? It's, it's quite normal. It's not it's not like he's, he's always mm. taking the piss and, yeah. you know, to getting those 200 uh, ball 20s or whatever. Um, so it's a bit of a myth. I think the reason it's been sort of exaggerated, that sort of, you know, trait of his over the last couple of years is because he's not been in the best of form and even in that series down under Mm -hmm. in Australia where he got those few half centuries and off a lot of balls but tired out the bowlers they were really fighting efforts he wasn't really in any kind of form at Mm. all in that whole series it was it was in rubbish form to be honest but it was just mental strength that really got him to those half century scores he wasn't middling the ball he was he wasn't hitting many nice shots it just it was ugly but it was effective and Mm. that's kind of what he's been having to do for the last couple of years up until this test match probably because he's just not been in any kind of form but he keeps getting picked and that's what a lot of people were frustrated about. But then he comes up with the odd decent score on paper. But, you know, he wouldn't have middled many balls in that innings. And that's why he took 250 balls to get his 60 or whatever it might be. I just love to see him in this kind of form where he can bat like you expect him to bat in the first innings. And then in the second innings, if you need him to speed up, he can speed up. Because he has always had that mm. capability. But it's just not been his role. Um, so, right, looking ahead to the second test, obviously all eyes will be on Pujara once again. Any changes for you? Do they need to make any changes? Don't think so. Don't think so. I think they'll go with the same 11. Uh, I hope Unatkat gets a chance, but I don't think... Is he there? If he de- is he th- is unfortunately, he there didn't play. Uh, I think he'll be there for the second test. I hope. No, there there's no. no I've not so seen anything to say in. he's there. Surely he yeah. should be there by now. He should, if he's there, I hope he plays, but I don't think India will, you know, make a change to their winning, um, to their Probably winning not. Level. One of the unluckiest men in Indian cricket, Jaydev Unadgat, uh, such a great record mm. in Rajkot, of all yeah. places, where he plays most of his cricket on mm. an absolute road. It's like a motorway yeah. there. You know, we've seen test matches there where, you know, I mean, was that where Karan Naya scored his triple? Or was it no? Was it? I, I think so. But it was yeah. that series where India got but like it was all, India yeah. playing against England in 2016. They got like nearly 800. England responded with like 600. You know, it was just that's what Raj got is, mm-hmm. and that's why you know Jadeja's got three triple centuries on that pitch. And you know, it's 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 an absolute <laughs> road. So for a left arm seamer to have such a record like him, 
in those conditions is absolutely outstanding. Brilliant leader, brilliant captain, Sarastra, you know, champions of 50 ball over cricket. They've won the uh, Ranji Trophy under him as well. So just absolutely, mm. you know, brilliant guy. And, and hopefully he gets his chance at some point. Um, but we'll wait and see. Right. And hopefully Kohli gets yes, 100. That's, yeah. that's the that's only thing. I mean, look, lacking. the fact they won the first yeah. test without any contribution really from Kohli or from Ashwin, their two most senior players and best performers over so many years, it shows you how good a win it was, really. And, um, you know, how the, the, the rest of the players have really stepped up to the plate in that first test. Um, so well done to uh, everyone for those performances. Well done to Kuldeep Yadav, Bajara in particular, Shubman Gill, the outstanding performers from that test. Uh, hopefully more of the same from an Indian point of view in that second test, which starts on the 22nd which means they'll be playing on Christmas Day, which I know is not a big thing maybe in Bangladesh. I mean, it's celebrated reasonably in India. I've been in India at Christmas and, mm-hmm. you know, people get in the spirit, but I suppose it's it's not quite as big in, in terms of religious significance, uh, which is why they're playing. I don't think India, I can't re- ever remember them playing on Christmas Day before. Can you? Not in living memory, anyway. They might well have done yeah, yeah. back yeah. in the day, but yeah, they've never played. Yeah, on Christmas, so it's a bit of. Yeah. They've played on twenty fourth. Yeah, they've played 26th, on twenty fourth, twenty sixth. Never on Christmas Day, and obviously, when people are playing in Australia and you're watching from England, you watch on you know the Boxing Day Test would start on Christmas Day in the evening, so you know there is that. But actually, wherever they are, they've they've never actually played on Christmas Day, so. That'll be interesting. I wonder how many people will be watching that. And actually, it's quite a good thing because a lot of people, all they do in the West, right, on Christmas Day, they'll get together with family, they'll eat, they'll play games and all that. Then what do you do? You watch TV, right? Usually Christmas films or whatever. Mm -hmm. This will be cricket, test cricket, which would be great, I think. Um, So they might get get more of an audience in the West than they usually do. Um, But right, we look forward to that second test. um, But that's all we've got time for. On this podcast, uh, thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to India on 99.94. Please rate, review and subscribe. You can download the 99.94 app from where you get your apps usually. And you can follow us personally on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Nikesh Raghani and Sarah is at Swaris16. We'll put links up for everything we do there on this podcast and beyond. And you can also follow our network at 99.94DM on social media. Remember, if you love cricket, then we are the home of Cricket Audio. Follow us for podcasts and commentary from the bat and ball world. Thanks for joining Cricket's Conversation 99.94. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview. And Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. 
So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts.